Hey y'all, welcome to Adventures with Aggie. We're here to bring you powerful stories and sport that define adventures in life. Adventures with Aggie is brought to you by Coco's Coffee House. Coco's Coffee House is located at 175 Bleecker Street in Greenwich Village in New York City. Go check them out and tell them that Aggie sent you. Today, we have Robert McGinnis on the show, the second episode of our Full Throttle series. He's an American race car driver who's gone through the road to Indy. He was in USF 2000 Pro Mazda, and now he's with Indy Lights. He currently races with Andretti Autosport, and he also races in IMSA GTD with Vassar Sullivan and Lexus. So please welcome Robert. Robert, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm excited to learn more about you. But first, can you kind of just give me some background on who you are and what you do? Yeah, totally. Um, my name is Robert McGinnis. I uh, currently drive the number 27 Andretti Autosport Indy Lights car. Um, and I also race uh, in IMSA for Vassar Sullivan and Lexus and GTD. Um, so I've been racing since I was about nine years old. I started in go-karts uh, when I went to a go-karting birthday party for a friend and just loved it and fell in love with it. And, you know, really haven't stopped racing through that since then. Uh, you know, I go-karted, go-karted a high level, got scattered by a, um, by a car racing team when I was 14. And then I signed for my first year of car racing at, at 15 to race in a Formula 1600, um, in like the SCCA pro Formula 1600 series. Uh, I did well on that. And then the year after moved into the road to Indy and kind of onto the Indy car circuit with USF 2000. Uh, first year in USF, I was uh, rookie of the year, hard charger, and the number one American driver. Uh, so that was a great year. Uh, second year, I came back uh, into USF, uh, won the Grand Prix St. Petersburg, and uh, finished, had a bunch more top fives, top tens that year. Uh, and then from there, we moved into Indy Pro 2000 the next year, right? A bunch of podiums, had a great year. And then uh, 2019 was my first year in Indy Lights and first year with Andretti Autosport. Uh, so that's awesome moving into, you know, a super established team with, you know, such, you know, with legends really, you know, running it and at the helm. And uh, my first year in lights was awesome. I finished fifth in the championship, but I won at uh, Indianapolis on the road course was pulled for the Freedom 100, had six podiums. It was it was an awesome year. Uh, so now I'm back for my second year. We had to take a, a little break in 2020 uh, due to uh, COVID. But now we're back for for 2021 and uh, going to go out and, you know, drive as best I can and try and improve on on the year I had in 2019. Um, along with that, this year, like I said, I'm racing for Vassar Sullivan and for Lexus and IMSA in the uh, in the endurance races. Right. I'm their third driver. So I'll be doing the 24 hours of Daytona, 12 hours of Sebring, six hours at the Glen and, and Petit Le Mans. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all in all, I got a very busy schedule this year. Um, and that's kind of me in a, in a racing sense. Um, along with that, I'm also a college student. I am a, well, I guess I just, I guess I just finished my sophomore year. So I guess I'll be a, a junior in the fall. Um, I'm a philosophy major, uh, but I'm also part of Fordham's uh, professional school since it is so hard to balance, you know, racing and school. Uh, so I get kind of more options to take as many classes as I like, or as few as I like. And um, all the classes I take are night classes, which makes it a lot easier for my schedule. Uh, and then a few other things along with that. I'm also a ambassador for the Starlight Children's Foundation. 
uh, Steven Spielberg is one of the chairmen, and uh, basically it uh, helps kids with long hospital stays, whether it's bringing them like video games and TVs and stuff, or uh, they have these cool custom gowns or hospital gowns with like different designs and you can design them and you can have like an astronaut or something. And then kind of the, the place where I help out is they bring uh, like celebrities and pro athletes and stuff to visit these kids in, in hospital and kind of spend some time with them. So whenever I'm in a city racing, I'll normally visit a local children's hospital and see these kids and hang out with them and bring them some, you know, toy race cars or something. Um, and then I also had a show come out last year on Disney plus. Um, it's called uh, the big fib. I was on one episode and basically it's a show where they kind of bring on um, a professional and like a liar. Right. And then they have like a 10 year old kid. The kid has to ask questions to both and figure out who's the liar and who's the who's basically the real one. And it's to introduce kids to different professions. Right. So I was the race car driver. They got like some actor to come and pretend to be a race car driver. Um, they this kid asked us questions and uh, tried to figure out, you know, who the real one was. But I won't I won't spoil that for you in case you want to go watch it. Uh, ask who won. <laughs> I know. No, no, you got to go and watch. You got to go check it out now. <laughs> awesome um yeah so that's that's me in a nutshell pretty much that i i love it when people introduce themselves it's like oh i just do these like hundreds of things that's it <laughs> no worries <laughs> but that's it's crazy how much stuff you're doing as a student and a race car driver and doing what you're passionate about too but wow is all i have to say <laughs> that's so many things and you're like oh it's nothing but um cool let's kind of i guess backtrack your racing career a little bit. When did you realize that this was what you wanted to do long-term? Like you enjoyed the birthday party and then kind of what happened after that birthday party? <laughs> um, so I started, you know, racing at an indoor go-karting track. And then, you know, a year after that, when I was like 11, I moved to outdoor go-karts and these, uh, you know, these fast route to go-karts, all of a sudden I was racing in like New York state championships and Northeastern regional championships, the nationals and Pan Am. And um, so, I think I was about 13. I think it was when I won New York state championships and it wasn't really like, Oh my God, I won. I'm going to be a race car driver. It was just kind of at that age. Uh, I was coached by Steven Mackler. Um, he races in IMSA in LMP three and, um, he just kind of, he was a race car driver. I was learning from him and I was like, yeah, like I'll be a race car driver. And like, didn't really give it a whole lot more thought than that. Like, I was like, yeah, like, I want to be a race car driver. Yeah, I'll drive race cars. Sounds cool. And then I just kind of kept racing and kept moving up. And it, it just, it's just kind of happened. That's awesome. I, I have a couple more follow-ups to your, your story that you kind of shared. Um, can you just explain what it means to be an endurance driver for people that don't know what that is? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so IMSA, uh, IMSA races or endurance races as a whole are super super long right 24 hours they're anywhere from 24 hours to six hour long races and so when you have a let's say a 24-hour race there's not gonna be one driver doing the whole race you'll need three or four but it's one car right so it's like a relay race almost i'll go out and i'll drive for two hours for example anywhere from one to three hours really and then i'll jump out of the car and one of my teammates he'll jump in he'll go out he'll do the next two three hours and then we just keep switching off and there'll be three, sometimes four of us. And it's just 
it's just a different type of racing, right? You're out there and you're, you have to work with your teammates and all of you have to be fast. You have to set up a race car that's going to be fast for everyone. So uh, it is really fun. And it's fun because you're putting under so much stress. The car is under so much stress for such a long duration of time. It really is a, a test of these cars and of, of that racing. So that's what endurance racing is. It's, it's so cool because I feel like a lot of times people don't think of racing as a team sport, but that's kind of the definition of a team sport, right? <laughs> and they don't see all the thousands of people that it takes to put on these races and things like that. But um, yeah, I think the team sport kind of gets thrown around, but maybe not so much at racing. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a lot more of a team sport than, um, than you would think, yeah. right? Even on, you know, an individual racing level. Yeah you've still got the engineer, you still got the mechanics, you still have all the guys doing the pit stops. You still have, you know, all the people who are running the team. It's, it's a whole team of people that have to work together to, to get it right. You know, if my engineer gives me a terrible race car, there's no way I'm going to go and win that race, no matter how good I am, how well I drive, or, you know, if my mechanic makes one mistake and something breaks, all of a sudden our entire weekend's done. So uh, it really is a team sport in every way. They're just different people who have different roles. Definitely. Definitely. Awesome. Okay. One more follow-up to your story and then we'll jump into some other racing questions, but can you just kind of talk about your schedule on like a typical race week? I guess you have school, <laughs> you're flying somewhere around the country. Can you just kind of walk us through that and all the things you got to do? Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I did just finish finals. So thankfully school is kind of out of the picture now until the fall. Um, but wow. I mean, you know, you think of race weekend, it's a, it's a race week, right? You show up, I'll fly in on Tuesday before my race on Sunday and Tuesday, Wednesday, I'll be meeting with sponsors, going to meetings, giving presentations, you know, doing everything I can to kind of keep the, the business out of my racing going and getting the most for, for my partners. Um, and then as we kind of get into the race week, you know, Wednesday, maybe Thursday, I'll show up at the racetrack. Uh, we'll have a track walk, you know, I'll sit down with the engineers. We'll go through all the data, all the video to be ready. We'll look at our plan for the week. Uh, you know, this year, Thursday night was normally the night where I would email my professor and tell her that I was not showing up to class. Um, and then Friday we show up, uh, we'll have practice, maybe a qualifying session, Saturday qualifying race, Sunday qualifying race. And you know, it, it is so much more than just showing up and qualifying and racing or practicing and, and driving. It's there's so many commitments in terms of interviews, videos, sponsors, guests. You know, I'll, I'll always be doing something moving every second of every day just to to cover all those bases and, and make sure I'm, I'm good to go. But, you know, it's there's a lot going on. And I think uh, a thing that people don't realize is when you get off the racetrack you're going to spend an hour and a half, two hours looking through data, looking through video, writing notes. You know, I, I fill out like a multi-page questionnaire after every single time I drive the race car and I write notes on every part of every corner and what the car's doing. And, you know, you're super detail oriented. There's so much data that a lot of your time is taken up just to look through that data and see where you can do better and where the car can be better. Yes, I think that's definitely the overlooked part from the fan side. <laughs> they don't realize all the technicalities and things that y'all are going through every time, you know, yeah. but um, awesome. Let's go into some kind of, I guess, broad racing questions. Um, but first one, 
what goes through your mind on the last pace lap before green? Like, I feel like some people say absolutely nothing, right? <laughs> nothing or like uber focused. <laughs> what, what do you have? <laughs> um, I mean, it, it really is just me like covering all my bases, right? Making sure I'm in the right gear map, making sure I'm in the right engine map, making sure all my settings are in the right place. Um, you know, that I'll make sure that my tires are warm. I've done a good enough job getting my tires up to temp. And then everything for me is focused on the start. You know, the start of the race is the place where you can make up the most spots. So I'll be thinking, okay, who am I around? All right, that guy, he's out of control. So I need to stay away from him. That other driver, you know, he normally gets bad starts. So I need to make sure I, I kind of am ready to, to get around him. And, uh, you know, just just making sure I have all my bases covered, being ready for that start, because that that is the best time to make up positions and get around people. But I wouldn't say there's anything super crazy happening. It's it's closer to nothing than something. <laughs> That's that's so funny because David was saying that sometimes, you know, like some Cardi B song just pops into his head <laughs> while he's <laughs> on the last quarter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the personality differences is what I'm seeing. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, okay, next one. Uh, what do you say to people who don't watch racing um, and how would you sell it to them? Oh my God. It's just so cool. Um <laughs> No, I mean, you look at, I think, I think of racing is so cool. Um, and I'm obviously very biased, but you look at a race like the Indy 500, the cars are being put to their limit. The drivers are being put to their limit and so much can happen. There is so much that can happen in a race. People can crash. There's pit strategy. There's changing conditions. There's other drivers out there. People are pushing themselves, pushing each other to like the very limit of what people can do and what a car can do. And I think, you know, even take out all the exciting racing stuff, just all the technology and, and being, you know, a hundred percent all the time and having no margin for error. I think that's, that's fun to watch no matter who you are. Um, right. The Indy 500, it's the biggest sporting event in the world. Obviously people seem to enjoy it. So if you're not watching racing, then like get on board. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's so many different angles. I think, I feel like there's the competitive side of it where the racecraft getting around other cars, fighting for position. That's awesome. The technology behind the data, the analytics, everything that goes into going fast out on a racetrack. I think that's super cool for a lot of people. Um, I think there's huge, you know, spectator events and super big prestigious events and races that, you know, are, are, things that people will remember forever. Um, I think that's awesome. Um, I think race car drivers are hysterical. I think some of them are so weird and so funny. And I think it's, it is such a wacky group of people. I think it, it's, you know, you can glom onto certain drivers and, you know, become a fan. I mean, there's so many different aspects to racing that just make it so exciting. There's so many different types of racing, right? You have NASCAR, you have IndyCar, you have Formula One, you have endurance racing, you have all this stuff. I think all these different facets of driving, you can find something that you enjoy. It seems so simple, right? Like, why would you not like it? <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I, I almost feel like my points are too compelling. <laughs> I love it. Cool. Um, okay, next question, my favorite question to ask to anyone who races. What do you say to people who don't think racing is a sport? Oh my God, I mean, 
there's so much you can say. I mean, yeah. inside, but if you're saying it's not physical, it's incredibly physical, right? In IndyCar, we have spikes of 5Gs through some of the corners at, you know, the, the highest speed corners. The force of turning the steering wheel will be, you know, over 45, 50 pounds, you know, for a huge duration of time. The cockpit of the race cars, you know, especially now with the aero screen on the Indy cars, especially with me driving GT cars, is now over 110, 120 degrees when you're out there. And just the pinpoint accuracy and precision, the way that you have to, the technique of getting on the throttle of, you know, hitting the brakes to get the car to rotate to, you know, pitch the car in the suspension. I think there's so much technique, there's so much precision, and it's so physical. There's no way you, you can't call it a sport. And we're competing against one another. You know, it's not one of those stupid sports where people are getting judged. It's true. It's very true. There's so many, so many different things like what people think a sport is, you know, and to me, it's so simple to see that it is. Maybe that's because I did do some karting when I was like eight years old, you know, okay. and I was like, this is hard, <laughs> but I love it. Um, cool. Okay. So just a couple more for you. Um, what are you working on next? I guess what's next for you? What are you focused on? I mean, I'm focused on my next race. I'll be going to uh, Detroit in a few weeks. We've never driven at Detroit before uh, in Indy Lights. So it's going to be inventing the setup from scratch. It's going to be learning that track that I've never driven on before. So I think a lot of focus is going to be going towards all my Detroit prep. Um, what am I working on next? I mean, you know, I'm trying to, to get my racing stuff started for next year. I think May is around the time where you start trying to talk to IndyCar teams to get a seat for, for the following year, or IMSA teams trying to get a seat for the following year. So, uh, you know, get to work on that and finding sponsorship and talking to teams and seeing what seats are available. Um, what else am I working on? I mean, it's just a constant, a constant work of, you know, dealing with, with my partners. I haven't really mentioned them yet. I'm a uh, partner with SailPoint, Serious Computer Solutions, Juniper Networks, Data Robot, and Cyber Reason. And, you know, it's, it's always making sure that they're getting, you know, the most out of their, their sponsorship and their partnership with me and uh, trying to, you know, make sure that there is some return on investment for them. Because uh, when you look at it on paper, they are just paying for me to drive race cars, but there are so, so many more things to do that. And that's a full-time job. Um, what I'm working on next, I got to return my textbooks before they charge me for them. Um, got to see my friends before they go home. I got lots of stuff going on, uh, but I'd say, you know, full focus right now is on, uh, is on Detroit and making sure we're, we're good to go when we get to that next race. Definitely. Got to get the textbooks in. They charge a lot for those. That's annoying. I know, they're sitting right here staring at me and I <laughs> feel attacked. <laughs> I love it. Cool. What about uh, IMSA wise? What's next as far as that goes? So the next race for us will be the six hours of the Glen. Um, I'll be heading down to the simulator on Thursday. Uh, and then I'll be up at Watkins Glen for a test day on Monday. So that's the next time been in, I'll be in the Lexus. I haven't driven the Lexus in a long time. Uh, it's been since Sebring. So kind of mid-March. And that's a super fun car to drive. But it is super different than the, than the Indy Lights car, right? It has ABS, it has traction control, it weighs twice as much. Um, so it's a totally different way of driving. So it is going to take a little bit for me to get used to that car again. Sure, sure. Cool. Just two more for you. Um, some people hate this question, but long-term goals. Um, what, do you, what do you want to see yourself having done in, say, five or ten years? 
I want to be an IndyCar driver. I want to be an Indy 500. I want to have won the Indy 500 and won IndyCar championship by then. I think it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward for me. Um, but no, I mean, I would, I would, that is the goal for me ultimately is to be an IndyCar to be in the 500 and to, you know, have established a career there. Um, I would say along with that, you know, I love the endurance racing stuff I've done to win, you know, a race like the 24 hours of Daytona or Sebring or Le Mans, I think would be amazing. Um, so I'd love to keep, you know, racing with Lexus and being a part of that, of that deal. Um, I doubt I'll have graduated by then just on my, on my like 12 year track. And no, I think, I think just, just being an IndyCar driver and, you know, that's, that's the goal that I've been working towards since I was, since I was 10 years old. And since I did go to that uh, birthday party and started racing and, you know, so to be a professional racing driver, to be, uh, you know, not that I'm not a professional racing driver already, but to be in the IndyCar series would be, would be the place to be. For sure. For sure. Awesome. Last question. Um, what is one piece of advice you would give to your younger self? What I tell my younger self, um, <clears throat> I would tell my younger self that like, there's more going on in the world than race cars. I think I put a lot of pressure on myself when I was younger, a lot more than I do now. <clears throat> and I think, um, if I just relaxed a little bit and kind of let myself drive and enjoy it a little bit more, I think, uh, I'd be a better driver and I would have had some better results back when I was younger, but you know, I'm sure you asked me that question again in two years, and I'll have a completely different answer. So definitely, uh, that's why I love it. That's why I love this question. <laughs> I'll ask you again in 12 hours and it'll be different. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, this was great. Thank you so much, Robert. I appreciate your time and your super busy schedule. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for making time with, for me. This was, uh, this was awesome. Robert, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story. Stay tuned for more episodes of Adventures with Aggie coming next week. Uh -huh.